we're back, ladies and gentlemen. It is is us, worst fans. No tef- technical difficulties. Hopefully this this week. Um, uh, guys, let's just let's just dive into it. Um, I went and saw Halloween Ends today, and have you guys seen the the latest installments in the Halloween in the Halloween universe, the Hall- the Hallowverse? I yeah, yeah, they've, they've been good. I haven't seen any of them since when she was a college professor, which was like early 2000s Halloween. You know, Was that like H2O or some shit? Yeah. Yeah. It was some shit like that. Uh, Ryan, you said you saw that? Zombie made. Yeah. That was the insane shit. Um, zombies, I thought... I always thought Rob Zombie really had, like, like, I think the right pedigree for it, but then he had to include, like, all the Rob Zombie-isms from, like, his House of a Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects. Where one, he brings in a very, very amped up and angry William Forsyth, and two, he puts his wife in it, and they just scream and yell "fuck you" at each other. And I'm like, I, you know, I get it. Like we're trying to go with like a, a serious tone, but like you're 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 swinging and a missing on this one. Um, but you you said you seen the the new ones, the the last these last two, the 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 Danny McBride, David Gordon Green saga, Ryan. Yeah, I've seen both of them on dates with my wife. It was one of our first dates. Whoa. Seeing the first one. Are you having and sex? Whoa. Yeah, dude. Dude. We, we sit in the, the back of the theater and just, like, make out. Like, I haven't actually seen them. I've just made out <laughs> while they were Whoa. playing in the theater. <laughs> uh, Yo, hey. Fucking Ryan's finger right now. <laughs> hey, ba- hey, hey, babe, hey, babe, want to go? Uh, want to go watch a horror movie and fucking make out? <laughs> I love it. That's good. Um, okay, what did you think of the first two? Last, I liked time. them. Yeah. I, I, I like how they're like very slow play the whole time. Like it's got a lot of like anticipate. Like they build the anticipation through both of them a lot, and like they both pay yeah. off huge at the end. Um, I really think you should have. Like, it was just classic, I don't know to spoil it for Josh or anybody, but just classic Halloween where it's like, he should have fucking died in the last one. There was no reason. Oh, that, that part he... was insane, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. I have very strong feelings on the whole Michael Myers death thing. Do you think you he know, should die? Well, obviously. Man's possessed yeah. by fucking Satan himself. But, uh, why have they not? I just thought he hated is... women that hard. This is how I would get rid of Michael Myers, and it's foolproof. He's never coming back when I'm finished with him. So, you fucking, I mean, you full, you basically fill him with all the lead you can possibly do. You shoot him, whatever. Yeah. You get him to where he's like that unconscious Michael Myers before he's like on the table and then comes back and like chokes the attendant trying to do the autopsy on him. Yeah. But, so before he comes back, you cut him. Like, you cut his head off, you cut all of his limbs off, you cut his torso in half. You fly each piece of Michael Myers to a different part of the world, and then you bury, like, say, that half of his torso in fucking concrete. So, like, if you completely disassemble him and put him in concrete in different corners of the world, there's no way that man is coming back. But no one ever listens to me. They always just want to put him in a fucking asylum. Josh, 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 Josh. I want you to know... I didn't listen to a damn thing you said because Josh Naylor just hit a piss missile and talked a whole bunch of shit round in the face. 
like cartoonish level amped. Uh, no, no, back. I did listen. I want you to know, buddy. Uh, spoiler alert. They do something more hardcore than that. <laughs> what do they it do? Is, you can spoil it for me. I'm I will. Okay, so the first movie I thought was good, obnoxiously cartoonish. The second one I thought was incoherent, but, you know, it's fun. They're killing people. But, like, so, Josh, like, the first two movies cover the same night. It is Halloween, Jamie Lee Curtis is back, Laurie Strode, Michael Myers possessed. He's going to, he breaks out of prison. He's going to fucking kill her. And he targets Laurie and her family. It is intense stuff. Uh, In the second movie, continues his killing spree. It the first movie end when Jamie Lee Curtis trapped him in the basement of her house and then set the house on fire. And while they're on the way to the hospital, the second movie starts and the fire department's going to put it out. And she's screaming, "No, don't do that!" And the fire department saves Michael Myers and he kills every firefighter there. And the firefighters fight back. This is how you know you're in for some plutonium level autism. The firefighters see him stumble out, burnt. Like out of a house, and they don't, they don't, it just cuts to them, and they're like, We're not asking this guy anything. And they like rev up like a power drill, and they start patting axes in their hands. And Michael Myers kills all, he's getting shot in the face with a hose, and he kills all of them. Immediately, I know we're in, we're in, we're in for a tasty bite. Um, the entire town proceeds to form a search party to hunt him. And at the very end of this movie, they kill him. As in, they all they basically form a lynch mob, and they beat the shit out of them. Everyone in the everyone in the Halloween universe that isn't a main character gets a lit, like a kid beats him with a hockey stick. Another guy empties a fucking clip in him. Like literally, he's going around like like a hacky sack. <laughs> but it ain't done. He resurrects on the spot, kills the lynch mob, and then kills Jamie Lee Curtis's daughter, and that's how the movie ends. And the third movie. Third movie opens up. Do you want me to spoil it? How bad do you guys want spoilers on this one? You, you can. I'm sure I'll see it, but... Okay. Third, okay, third movie opens up. It opens up. Banger, okay? No Michael Myers in the opening. Let's just get that out of the way. You're like, how is this a Halloween movie then? This kid who becomes like a central character and eventually central antagonist to the movie, um, he comes over to babysit. Uh, a kid that I can only describe as a shitty kid. This is a <laughs> this is <laughs> this is a kid. If they made a, if they made a TV show called Shitty Kids, this kid is this kid's hosting it. Okay, um, he's coming over, and it's like a rich family, and you know it's very heavy on its themes. All right, like the mom answers the door dressed like a 1920s flapper, like a Gatsby character. He's gonna babysit this kid. It's 2019, Haddonfield. This kid and him, they, you know, he's babysitting them, making paper airplanes, watching a movie, whatever. And uh, the kid calls him at some point an ugly ass male babysitter, which I immediately knew was a Danny McBride line that he wrote because there are so many implications. <laughs> Dude, there's so many implications. <laughs> One, either the kid said, uh, I wouldn't fuck you, or two, the kid's just saying, I'm not gay, okay? And. <laughs> So the babysitter Corey takes offense. He goes into the kitchen, comes back out. He can't find the he can't find shitty kid. Okay, he can't find him. And then he 
starts looking around. He starts panicking. He's heading up the stairs. He finds a knife on the stairs conveniently. He picks it up. He goes up to an attic. He goes inside. He's looking for this kid named Jeremy. Perfect shitty kid name, by the way. And then the door closes, and it's Jeremy. And Jeremy locks him in this attic, and he's laughing at him. And this is like on the third floor of a big-ass rich person house. Okay, Josh? And then uh, Jeremy's parents show up. They show up right as Corey's screaming, let me out or I'll kill you. And then he takes his foot. He kicks open the door. (laughs) The door hits 10-year-old Jeremy in the face. He falls over. He falls over the railing of the stairs, and in the most comical splat, hits the ground. Blood goes everywhere in front of his parents, and Corey is blamed for his murder. Title card: Halloween ends. Amazing start to the movie. Okay, so we'll we'll breeze through this. We'll get to the part that's most important. Um, I'll leave all the stuff for you guys to fill in the blanks. They do kill Michael though, and Josh. When they kill him, this is the funniest thing in the world, okay? They strap him to the hood of a car after they've killed him. They parade him through the town of Haddonfield. <laughs> the, I am not bullshitting you. <laughs> they parade, the entire town gets together to find him. The funny, do you, Ryan, do you remember the black cowboy hat sheriff from the last, from the last movie? Vaguely, but yeah. Okay. All right, he has a small part. He these guys only reappear for a brief second, but like they're strapping him to the car, and like half the cops are torn, half of them are not. We're like, this is not how we do things. And then the sheriff takes steps out of the car, and he's like, tonight we are. And then they fucking drive his body through town. They take him to a salvage yard. They throw his body into an industrial shredder and crush it cartoon levels of getting the whole town literally walks to this fucking this fucking uh this this salvage yard as they dispose of michael myers's body uh josh they literally stole your idea yeah he probably yeah he probably is it's the keys to sure concrete in different chunks across the world. Do like the full fucking William Wallace thing, <laughs> chop off his head. But see, Josh, the sequel the- to that movie is somebody getting all the parts and assembling them together, like some maniac. <laughs> like going across collecting them. Like the Dragon Balls. <laughs> yeah. There is. Um, he has to be the whole. Dead. Ryan, you need to watch it, and when you watch it, I want you to think of the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies, because there's a lot of Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man 3 vibes in it. I'm not fucking joking when I talk about this movie. It's a two-hour movie. He's on a subway. <laughs> oh, cocksucker. Be careful with him. He's a fucking villain, cocksucker. <laughs> um, now that I know that this kid dies, when I watch it, I'm just going to yell out, Wrong kid died! <laughs> Thor and I went and watched it, and dude... So we, we saw that like it had bad ratings, and critics hated it. And so we're like, we're, we're, we're getting into this, because this is probably so bad it's good, and it turned out to actually be flat-out good. It's actually good. Um... It's a bizarre... So David Gordon Green, um, he he got his start making a bunch of really good indie films. And then he made comedy films like, you know, with Seth Rogen and Danny McBride and all that shit. Um, and this one 
is not shot like any of the other films. It's not edited. It still has that great anticipation, that slow pace buildup you talked about, Ryan. But it's mm. it's honestly kind of shot like an indie film in a lot of parts. Like a lot. Like um, one thing they use a lot, for example, in the movie is circles, like a cycle. It's representing a cyclical thing. You know, uh, whether, you know, can people... You know, there's a lot of talk about people changing and leaving things, or do they just kind of go in a circle and become who they become? And like they use that by you know taking like the silhouette of the moon, or taking the silhouette of a sewer where a certain bad guy lives. They portray that throughout the movie, and I'm like, I don't remember them trying to be even halfway this like invested into their editing or filmmaking in the previous two films. Like it is, it's good. Um, well, I felt like the, the moral, it was very, like, you know, it had the, like, is Michael the villain or do we become the villain? Like, the second one was very, like, are we the villains to each other? Like, it was very, like, yeah. you know, man versus man. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> is yeah. society the villain? Well, like. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> That's so fucking corny. Dude. <laughs> well, I it's funny it's funny you bring that up because I thought they were gonna do that in this one. Because they made they're like Haddonfield still in Tathers from, you know, the killing spree from Halloween Kills. And they kind of display the town as a piece of shit. Like they filmed in Georgia, but let's be honest, they filmed in East St. Louis. No. They they literally they show like trash everywhere, a homeless uh, encampment and stuff like that. So I'm like, oh, okay, like and then they show this long shot of the sewer. Parking spot. Yeah, they're uh, they're showing where we park to go to the game for free. Uh, they do this long shot on the sewer on the sewer cover, and we're me and Thor are like, "What the fuck was that?" And we just start making fun of it. Uh, but then, like a circle, it comes back around. It makes sense later. And I thought they were going to kind of go with like uh, like kind of like what um if uh, you guys ever read Stephen King's It. I've never read it now. The book. I've seen the TV movie and both of the new ones. One thing the book really kind of, like one of the themes in the book that I don't think is quite succinctly like covered in the movies and in the miniseries is like it represents also the rot of being in a small town and the effects that that has on you. And like the characters like in it don't find fulfillment and comfort until they actually leave Derry, Maine. And I kind of thought they were going to do that with Haddonfield here. They didn't go full hog on that one, but they still, it's at times still kind of incomprehensible and incoherent, but it's still, it's good. You'll, you'll like it, even with me spoiling it. Uh, it's fun. Anyway, as a 15-minute movie review, that would uh, be Nick's least favorite part of me interrupting the pod. Now, um, yeah. <laughs> I, last thing. Um <clears throat> The very first Halloween, Ryan. I'm going to see if we share this. Is there a specific scene in the first Halloween that was, I'm hoping you see it from my perspective, that was so dumb it was hilarious that you recall? Oh, I, I remember one myself. From the original or from the, the one first, in the first one in this saga, the first one in this saga. Oh, so not in like the 1970 version. Where not he passes the kid? Uh-huh. You think like that that whole scene where he like passes the kid who's in like dresses Michael Myers? Is that what you're I'm gonna go with when Dr. Loomis um and uh Will Patton 
hit Michael with Will Patton's car, and then Loomis incapacitates Will Patton, and he goes, <laughs> and he takes Michael's mask off and puts it on. That is one of the dumbest things I've ever seen in a movie, and it's the funniest shit. So the rest of the movie is this. They took that one scene and then made a whole movie out of it, and they knocked it out of the park. So... <laughs> Anyway, we got to talk about baseball. Uh, Josh Naylor's amped. We just saw him hit a bomb. Bader's up to bat. Uh, do we want to talk about our project now or just uh, rag on the postseason because uh, the Mariners are out of it? And um, yeah, let's do that. I don't want to. I have no one in this fight I want to root for now. Now that the Mariners are gone, I don't, how do you guys feel? I think it's kind of cool to you know see Bader doing well. Like, I've always loved Bader. I'm not gonna like root. Against Bader, but not rooting for yeah. the Yankees. I would say sense. same. Like, I I root for individual players now. Oh, Bader got nope. He hit it right at center. He hit it right at him. Um, like Thirty seconds ahead of me, I guess. Yeah, I'm watching a lot, baby. Um, I got that hotel access, baby. Um, I yeah. I mean, I'd be happy for Bryce Harper. I'd be happy for Harrison Bader. I'd be happy for Jose Ramirez. None of these organizations. In the post remaining postseason, I I fucking hate all of them to be honest. <laughs> like yeah. the I like that the Padres spent money and went full hog to win. I hate their fan base. Almost their fan base is uh, a level of whining and obnoxiousness that is only superseded by the Dodgers. And let me tell you, I'm happy the Dodgers are gone because every single day after a game. They'd have to retweet a 93 or 94% umpire scorecards and talk about how bad they got fucked on 10 blown calls, four or five of them went against them. Like, I hate that level of kvetching. Hate it so much. There are, and part of me, like, I love data collecting on that one, but now part of me is really starting to hate this, hate the Twitter account. But like it's utilize it's given fans the utility not to examine like like have a scouting report on an ump or you know see oh is he calling outside was you know is this catcher stealing strikes it's just another avenue of relentless bitching and the Dodgers were the worst culprits of this so far in this postseason I am so happy they're fucking gone also their fans always start fights and shits they're not they, hard they fucking suck. I was a- about to bring it up because you mentioned listening to tipping pitches, and I've started to listen to that since you like brought it up a few podcasts ago. Yeah, but they always talk about how chill Dodgers fans are because they're a very like pro Dodgers podcast. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't think you look at the same internet I do. Like, it's they all you see is Dodgers <laughs> fighting each other, and fight fans. getting in fights. Yes, like not even or- fighting other fan bases, just fighting each other because yeah. like- LA is a terrible place to live, and who wants to? Fucking be that close to somebody I, all the time. I can't remember who the game two or game three ump is, but he got like a ninety four percent, and they were tweeting it and getting like thousands of likes. And I'm like, over what? And they're like, he fucking sucked. I'm like, he that's a good game. Like he was fine. Your team is just not better than the Padres. Like I hate to sit you down and talk talk this straight to you. Okay, like. You saw that L.A. Times article or blog that got posted about, like, just give the Dodgers a trophy now. 
because they won oh, so many yeah, games. Yeah, whiny bullshit. That what was. whiny, privileged, paternalizing horse shit that is, okay? Like, yeah, yeah, we shouldn't have a uh, a uh, a tournament among the best teams in baseball to decide, to decide who is the best one. That's what we shouldn't. We should just make the regular season the tournament, okay? Um, it's them bitching about that and literally negating like all responsibility their team had on hundreds of other plays because fucking Mark Carlson rung Gavin Lux up on a ball that literally missed by an inch. Like shut the fuck up. Watch the rest of the game. Your team, and we're going to stress this again, was not better than the Padres. You're going to have to make peace with that. They, they, you know, yeah. if this a five-game series. I mean, Josh, five- Josh Hader has gone, like, God mode. He shut them all down. It's- Since early September, he got his shit back together, and he was, he's been awesome. Yeah. Hader's been Hader. He had that, I don't understand that weird little blip he had. Like, you, you can see, like, how starters will labor through, like, Wayno's September, which we should comment on that. Or, you know, when guys, like, have a cold streak. But, like, relievers, you know, they they work short outings, and they literally have, like, a, you know, well, okay, I gave up three runs and a third of an inning, but next day's my, you know, even if I don't have my best stuff, I get three outs, boom, there's an inning done there, an inning done there. Um, but, like, hater, what the fuck? He literally, literally, literally his bad luck was like the equivalent of a starter having two horrible months and then getting himself right, right, at, right when it counted the most, which is September. Um, I thought it was awesome. He was pumping the fa- hardest fastballs he's thrown in his career up to that point. And nothing brings me greater joy than li- not, not knowing I'm not going to have to hear these fucking god-awful Dodgers fans bitch about a close call not going their way, or how they're they they're preordained to earn their 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 regular season means they uh, win the World Series or, you know, Mason Win throws too hard. You know, I don't have to hear that shit. I'm so <laughs> fuck Justin Turner. Him popping up was awesome to hate her. That's what a fucking ginger idiot. But this <laughs> is why I wanted the Dodgers to you know at least go all the way or at least get to the series because. The Cardinals are well documented in the belief that it doesn't matter how good your fucking team is throughout the regular season, but if you make the playoffs, it's October, anything can happen. So yeah. when you see one of the best teams in baseball get knocked out early on, that just reemphasizes that point of we don't need to spend fucking money because it's October, anything can happen. Uh, Well, you know, why try to have a great regular season and actually get past the wild card round? You know, that's that's not true with the Dodgers and the opponents. What it is true is the other team we hate, which is the Guardians, because the Phillies had like a either top five or top ten payroll. The Padres went over the luxury cap uh, or luxury tax cap, whatever they overspent. The Mets did the same money. The Yankees spend money. Mets did the same thing. Dodgers did. Mariners handed out big contracts this past season. The Cardinals were, I think we were 11th or 12th or twelfth to 10, one of those in terms of payroll. But the two teams I hate the most still make the postseason. And this, is, this supports your point. It is the Guardians and the Rays. Because 
Right now, the Guardians, their entire payroll is dwarfed by, like, Garrett Cole's salary. Everyone's like, oh, Garrett Cole's got to go out and make his money then. I'll be like, sure. Uh, the Guardians need to pay players. This, I, of all the teams I'm actively rooting against now, it is the Guardians. I love their players, but having Schmeisers like that achieve success, it's bad for baseball. I think it's bad for, I think it's bad for player labor. I don't know how you guys feel about that. I mean, I mean we, we, I think we got through our fuck the Dodgers thing. Now let's jump into fuck the Guardians. No, I'm with because yeah, I, I'm with Josh that it like having the Guardians there. It just cements this belief that like maybe we don't have to spend money. We can just hope to be when then or yeah when the NL Central and yeah, maybe I mean, we'll it works get out of the yeah. example whether it's the Dodgers because they overspend or whether it's the Guardians. I mean the way that all shook out, I both work because the Dodgers you know spent. A quarter of a billion dollars on their payroll plus a year. Okay, well the Indians spend probably what sixty million on their payroll. I don't even know what it is. I'm just guessing. But the Guardians spent. Um, they had like other expenses, obviously, for calling guys up. But entering in, it was like thirty million, thirty to thirty-five Jesus million. Jesus Christ! I figured Joe Ray yeah. would be making that much by now. No, no, dude. This is why I hate the Guardians as much. Like this level of cheapness is, I think profoundly bad for the game like throwing this up to like a certain amount of chance or luck is not not good and you know maybe they knew they had a superstar young team that could compete i think they i think terry francona is just very good at his job and i think they have good young talent obviously and they also played in a division that i personally think kind of gifted it to them the way the white Sox and the twins underperformed I mean, Cle- er, Cleveland earned it, okay? But Minnesota and Chicago, did it, this, it didn't have to co- go this way. They could have taken that division. So I'm, I'm looking it up. The total payroll for the Guardians is 64. Total is, well, keep in mind. J-Ram makes 22 a year. So he's. Well, they signed J-Ram to the extension t- uh, this year. So their so their opening day was like uh, twenty eight, I think, less than that. So okay, yeah, well, it ain't incorrect. It's just to say for nuance sake there. But yeah, they were they good. Jesus Christ, he's gonna make fourteen million next year, seventeen million the next year. Like the most he'll ever make during this is twenty five million, and he'll be thirty five when it ends. Here, let me pull up. Jesus Christ. Yeah, Jose Ramirez's salary adjusted payroll is just twenty two. But like after that, they're they have let me look here. What, nine guys making over a mil? Like, nah. You got <laughs> Nah. Jose yeah. Ramirez is listed as over twenty six percent of their payroll. Like this is it ain't good. Shane Bieber makes less money than Steven Matz per year. That's kind of <laughs> mm. Mm. <laughs> Austin Hedges makes good. He deserves it. Austin Hedges is a fucking out-of-the-park baseball 2022 legend. But I just – I went to – have you been to Second Shift Brewing, Ryan? Um, yeah. It kind fucking rules. Like uh, Industrial Park. Yeah. Thor and I and uh, and, his, and his girlfriend, Kara, we uh, went there after Halloween 
and just smash some pizza and drink some beer. And I bought like two, four packs of, of their Kolsch and mm, cracking up one of those. So good. Mm. I always describe it. Like, I love second shifts beers. Yeah. I don't want to talk shit out of them. Never mind. I like, I, I do like their beers. But, okay, they used to have a cat there. They used to have a bunch of cats there. Or like they had a <laughs> cat. And to me, it always felt like cat piss. So I always sat outside because I was like, well, that's what I like say. Cat yeah, piss yeah. In here. This cat piss. Get it out. Cat. I mean, you can't. You can't. You can't be cheesing cat piss. Okay, you can't be getting high on that cat piss. No. But they had a they had a like a Czech Pilsner that I like would always get. I don't remember the name of it. They have some. Yeah, it was that was a nice find. That was a great find. Good job, Thor, fan of the pod. Um, okay, okay, okay. We gotta stay focused. I'm. I've been drinking all day, so I'm gonna get even more drunk. Um. Okay. So, gar- so Guardians were. Uh, I I can't. Managed. Josh, you said you're not into the. The Guardians payroll situation, right, Josh? You're on the- yeah, I mean, I think obviously pay your fucking players, but at the same yeah. time, I just think any comparison to another team from like the Cardinals' perspective, with all this payroll nonsense of you just got to get to October and anything can happen. I think, okay, there's a little bit of truth to that, but you can't compare yourselves to these other teams because you have radically different farm systems. If you've got a bunch of guys Mm -hmm. early in their careers coming up that you're able to pay the major league minimum because it's like their first or second year in the league and they happen to be catching fire right now, great. But that's not the Cardinals. We don't have anybody like that. Well, it's uh. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Finish your thought. I, I, I mean, that's basically the end of my thought, but... I just think yeah. to, to compare and take lessons from the postseason among completely different teams and organizations is kind of you're mm-hmm. already starting off on a wrong foot. It's the it's the player clause where, you know, teams get to excise that amount of control where, you know, they develop guys later that they should call up sooner and get the clock started, but they'll bring guys up maybe, you know, when they're 24, 25 but they should have been up earlier, and then that way they have team control over them until, you know, they hit their 30s, and then they can't go out and get a big payday. Like, I really respect the Mariners for seeing what they have with Julio Rodriguez and paying him. Um, the Braves, I think, are uh, are criminals, but I do respect them signing that they back uh, backload, like those contracts like uh, Riley and, Sh- and Strider. Um, but like, yeah, I mean, you don't, you don't see that. I mean, that's what, that's what fucking Cleveland's doing here. Um, well, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to be sh- like talking out of my ass. Um, but like, that's what this pod's it, based on. I know that's what being a sports fan is all about. Right. Um, but like signing Julio and like the way like San Diego locked down Fernando Tatis and they gave him this like a, a awesome exorbitant amount of money and they you know barely haven't been in the league for you know a year or two yeah um but like they're gonna if you lock down a star that early like they're really gonna deliver you like 120 million dollars of value it's like i think oh christ yeah probably in the first year yeah like they're delivering you like five times the amount of money you're paying them if you can lock down like this generation's our pools or whatever for a ten, 10 years or mm-hmm. you're going to get. Yep. I, mean, I so was it really, makes more sense. Like, with, with, with I was, 
I was really surprised. I was really surprised Strider got a contract like that, especially for a pitcher. Because, I mean, injuries happen. A lot of shit can go wrong. But for a pitcher that throws as hard as he did, I was very surprised he got that contract. But it's just, he just got a little, like, extension over his, like, arbitration, right? Yeah, well, the signing takes him through arbitration and pays him. So where Atlanta's stealing, I you know, where they're getting the best part of that is his arbitration years when he should be making, like... Let's say he's posting the same season he is now, okay? You know, like a, a four or five war season, okay? Um, you know, we're talking about four or five years of arbitration where he could be making, you know, a judge could award him, let's say, an average of $10 million a year, you know? Um, it's, if not yeah, more. Yeah, if not more, you know? I mean, arbitrate, I mean, it's not cartoonish to see a guy get over $15 million now. Um, yeah. But, like, he got a six-year, $75 million deal. And I think the first three or four years, he's making, like, um, you know, uh, one to three million. And then most of it is, like, 20-something million uh, over, like, the last two or three years of his contract. So they're backloading it. You know, he's getting his value then. But at the same time, you know. He's probably going to generate a more value if we're thinking of, you know, like, you know, his production generates dollars um, in his arbitration years, too. Yeah, and they dealt out contracts almost all of the young players, too, because they locked up Michael, Michael Harris, Harris for a long time. Austin Riley. I mean, it's, you know, as someone who's played a lot of out of the park baseball, it is a great strategy. That their GM did. Alex something Greek name. Okay. Well, that guy. That was a Anth- great GM Anthopoulos? move. Anthopoulos? Anthopoulos. Yeah. Milo Yiannopoulos. So, I'm going to... We're would going... You, <laughs> would you say that's a more... Stop like, Would you say you'd more align with the way they're spending their money? Like, at least paying their young players while they're under this than the Guardians? Or do you think they're still playing this getting more value than what they're I respect they the should be paying them. I respect the Braves more for this than the Guardians cuz uh, I think the Guardians fight tooth and nail every single arbitration or they ship players um, at least these Braves players are getting guaranteed money um, whereas the Guardians are really not doling that out unless you're you know a top 3 third baseman in the league you know yeah. I will. I will say I respect the Braves more than this than uh, than Cleveland. You heard it here first. Tom is a Braves fan. Stop it! Hey, stop it! Nope! Stop it! Still so, fucking nope. boiled peanut bitches to me. <laughs> All right. Um, we hate Cleveland. We hate the Dodgers. We briefly cut. I mean, San Diego's probably like the least hateable, but I'm. I hate them. Um, I do like Bob Melvin. I think he's a good manager. I do like, uh, you know, I do like Soto, obviously, but um, I think uh, Padres fans are like diet Dodgers fans in terms of their whininess. Um, uh, who else we got left in the mix? Yankees fan, uh, Yankees fans for obvious reasons. They're booing Aaron Judge. They're booing Aaron Judge. They're booing the guy. <laughs> Who had a better season than fucking Otani. 
They're booing him. Like, fuck that fan He's base. He's up right now. He is. I would love if he, uh, you know, if it goes back to Yankee Stadium, he hits a bomb and then flips off the crowd and says he's not coming back because Judge deserves way better than Yankees fans. Um, Yankees fans, I deeply resent based on shit like that. They are immensely privileged in what their expectations, not even expectations, um, because it's a baseball game. You know, we didn't boo Goldie or Nolan, who choked way worse than Aaron Judge. You know who I didn't get here get booed, who is having a worse postseason than anyone? Jose Altuve. Altuve went like 0 for 20 in the ALDS. Everyone but Astros fans have been taking a big shit on him. I mean, they obviously criticized him, but they didn't fucking boo him. Okay? Um, Aaron Judge, you, you deserve better. Um, I... This is the same fandom um, that got Isaiah Kiner-Falefa, who is having just an average season that he usually has. As you were talking about this, Judge got a hit. He just he got a hit. hit. And, well, it's getting challenged right now, so something happened. I think he was safe. I think he's safe, too. Look how big those legs are. Uh, Yankees fans bitching about Isaiah Kiner-Falefa um, really frustrate you me. You mean... Rephrase that there. Future Cardinal. Future Cardinal Isaiah Kiner-Falefa. Because, um, is he out? Is he out? Ryan, he's out, you fucking dumb. Oh, boo. Someone, you can hear the boos coming from Manhattan. Um, IKF uh, is, he had an average, like, anytime he makes some kind of, they made like a, like a, like John Boy Media and Talking Yanks made like a, a compilation of like IK Isaiah Kiner Falefa errors that showed up in errors. And like half of them on there, I'm like, those aren't errors because that is a play that's beyond ordinary effort. Like IKF has, you know, depending on what you look at, he's either a bad fielder or a good fielder. He has like a plus 10 DRS and he's a minus two outs above average. So he sounds like a good glove with some bad range. Whatever. He posted like. Depending what stat you use, like a one to three war, he was fine. Um, Yankees fans want Oswaldo. Uh, I can't say his goddamn name. Um, they want the rookie. Peraza or Cabrera. Uh, I think it's it's Peraza. They want him to play short, um, which is great. Um, you should bitch to your GM about it, or just wait. Um, I think IKF um, has done more than enough for your shitty fan base. They are incessant about it. I I hate them deeply. Um, I don't um, know. Who was the shortstop last year? Who was? Uh, Urshela. It was either him or Glaber. Uh, I think Urshela. I think Glaber played. Ba, 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 ba. Let's go to baseball ref. It was probably Glaber, and then did LeMahieu play second? Yeah, Gio Shella played third, and they made Glaber short. And Glaber was not very good, if I remember. Um, yeah. Because I remember them last year being like, we don't have anybody playing defense. Like, we have a terrible... Yeah, uh, Glaber Torres last year was a minus 12 DRS. So, yeah, I mean, that answers the question there. And then they went out and got a defensive 
shortstop, and this it obviously isn't good enough for this god awful fucking fan base. Like I don't. He's got a god at every position. One point one point four F four two point nine B WAR. I mean, what what do you fuckers want? He's getting paid four point seven million dollars. What the fuck do you Yankee fans want? A bunch of babies. I hate them. Hate them. Hate them. Hate them. Um, he has one year left. He'd be a great, you know, bounce around with Edmund and Donovan at second. Just move mm-hmm. him around. Yeah, bring him up. We'll make perfect. it. We need to get Luis Arias and then just have the ultimate fucking utility men trio of Donovan <laughs> and Arias. Jesus Christ. Also, Yankees. Yankees have Donaldson, who I hate. They have Aaron Boone, who I hate. Um, I don't know. They just have a hateable like team. So, Karen Boone. So, um, yeah, fuck the fuck the Yankees. Everyone here should say fuck the Yankees. Um, and don't get us started on the Phillies. We hate. I'm hoping everyone here hates the Phillies. But um, fuck the Phillies. Fuck the Phillies. With a dead person's dick, I hate them so much. Um, I love uh, I love Bryce Harper though. I mean, you know, if he gets himself a ring, good job, oh, good job, oh, Bryce. Did he get to but... 100 RBIs this year? Uh, Bryce Harper. Yeah, that rare thing in his career because he hardly ever gets to 100. No, no, he didn't get. To, he got 65. So he was hurt. He was he was hurt. You fucking are. Yeah, but like he was hitting You're on a, most of the year, wasn't he? Because he, he did he didn't he didn't he he couldn't play defense and then he got his thumb broken. He didn't even uh, play 100 games. He didn't. Okay. Mm. Yeah, he has hit 100 Detestable. RBIs twice in his career. Uh-huh. 2018 yeah. and 2019. Hey, how many did Andrew how many times did Andrew McCutcheon do that? At uh, first I thought you were going to say Andrew Tate and I was like every, every time because every time, lads. Stupid. <laughs> every time, lads. Because women are dogs that need to be led around on a leash. Um, Bap, uh, ball boy just interfered. That's very funny. Um, McCutcheon's never done that. But, um, yeah, anyway, we're not going to, you know, there's more value to it. Yeah, it, it'd be nice if Harper could drive in 100 runs and stay healthy all the time. That'd be great. Um, I like JT Real Muto, but, I mean, it's Phillies. It's Philadelphia in general. Um, fuck, fuck, fuck that city. Fuck that fan base. They're terrible. Um, they booed Santa Claus. Although, boys, if we yeah. were to get in on a uh, good idea for investment, we should invest in KY Jelly. Because if they go to the World Series and that goes oh, to the God. Seven, we know that they're going to be fucking putting that Grease in the polls, man. Everywhere in Philly. I say we get in on that now. <laughs> the best part about that shitty town is uh is is it's always sunny. And those guys there there's the only good thing about Philadelphia is that Danny DeVito's from there. That's it. Yeah. Other 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 than that, I hope climate change takes that city and sinks it out in the fucking Atlantic. Boo Philly. Um Flip it Philadelphia. And Yeah, because uh, you were kinda saying like you're glad the Dodgers as an annoying fan base are out, but we yeah we still have the Phillies and the Yankees. Oh so. my God, yeah. F- fuck. F- oh. Uh, we killed. We cut off one head, but two more heads appeared. Well, I think three more heads appear because now we have the Astros. This is the last one. 
Um, but are there are there fans annoying? I just I feel like I never even noticed the Astros. Their online fans are incessant. They are they are unbearable people. They're all fucking um, real tycoons. Just yeah. Like, oh, um, I got a proxy over here. Our team is better. Our team didn't do anything wrong. Like, shut up. Actually, you know, maybe it's less hatred for their fans. I think it's just their organization. I hate their organization. I, you know what? I don't even feel bad that we stole prospect secrets for them. Fuck them. Everyone should steal from Houston. You should steal their fans. You should steal their land. You should steal their ticket sales. I think it should be like a game of like fucking Magic the Gathering. You draw a card, it says steal a player from the Astros. Boom, Alex Bregman's now on your bench. That's what I believe should uh, Houston organization deserves. Um, they did like the rebuild right. They built a juggernaut, a, you know, borderline, whatever, you know, your version of a dynasty is. But, I mean, just a powerhouse. And they still have, they have players that I just absolutely detest. Uh, A.J. Hinch gets suspended a year. Same with Alex Cora. They get their jobs back. Um, I mean, Carlos Beltran is the only one that seemed to actually pay a price. Um, Jose Altuve, Springer, Carrera, Bregman, no shame whatsoever for cheating. And, you know, if you're not cheating, you're not trying to win. I'm okay with that, sure. But, like, own up to it when you're caught. That's the fun part. And I didn't. I hate them. Well, the hate Houston's them. always yeah. had fucking players that I just hated. Like, whether it was Hunter Pence way back in the day. Uh, oh, yeah. It was fucking Jeff Kent. I always Morgan Ensberg. I hated Jeff Kent. I did like Jeff Bagwell. Um, yeah. Yeah, like, I've always had dudes on their team I just fucking hated. You know. Carlos Lee, still, Roger Clemens. Lance Berkman. Fucking cut off finger. Even though. What you got, Ryan? I said Lance Berkman, even though he was a Cardinal for a short bit. But yeah, I. We all know his uh, his beliefs and. Yeah, I I was talking about this uh, with someone I met up and got a beer with about like the easiest way to to tell between a leftist and a liberal, or a good maybe litmus test is um is uh just asking people like would you fuck a trans person like it seems like rather it's see it seems like rather condescending to a way but like i kind of think it carries some weight like would you fuck a trans woman be like what and be like would you fuck a man that transitioned to a woman and and if their answer is not like sure then i'll be like oh okay then i think you should just be like hmm uh, come on, dumb, man. That's a dumb litmus test. It's a perfect yeah. litmus test, you fucking cuck. It's that's a great thing to ask. Stupid. Fucking great thing to ask a liberal. All right, Josh, would you fuck a trans woman? No. Okay. All right then, bigot. <laughs> it's like you can't you can't condemn someone because of their sexual orientation. It's We're not condemning them. We're talking about telling the difference between this isn't a condemnation. Well, You're, the way you use leftist versus liberal, it's certainly a condemnation in the context you always use it in. So, Well, I mean, yeah, I think you can tell the difference between, like, a, a leftist and a liberal, I think, by kind of, hey, man, would you fuck a, would you fuck, would you, would you fuck a trans woman? And if you're not, like, if you didn't be, like, well, are, do the, did, are their general, genitals different? Like, oh, yeah, they have all those parts, and you still say no, I'd be like, okay, you're kind of, you hear that fart? That's what I think. 
If you're not, if you if you don't at least fall back on general preferences, I'm like, oh, okay, well, you're just you're just a weirdo. You're more Listen, weird than me now. If there's a clam, I'll go ham. But that's all. Okay, a trans woman with a clam. She has done all. She has. You know what, Josh? She has done everything you wanted her to do to become a woman. Now, let's make it about you. <laughs> Did she bring me two coffees first? That's she made cute. you a sandwich. She made you a sandwich. These fucking dogs. <laughs> she made you a sandwich. And yeah, she, she let you lead her around on a leash. Would you fuck her then? Like I said, if there's there's a clam, I'll go ham. See? Comrade right there. Ryan? I'm married. I'm happily married. Oh, don't fall back on that. She, the wife's I cannot, dead. I cannot. In this universe, In this universe, your wife will remain nameless. Is uh, she's passed on? Oh, then I become celib- I become a priest. Then <laughs> I would have to go away into my monk tower. And... Father Ryan, I'm doing no fucking. Actually, I'm celibate at this point. Okay, let's cause... let's let's come back around here. I think that question should be incorporated to the players we sign, because you know, <laughs> <laughs> player comes in. Sits down. We're like, we don't want another, we don't want another Berkman incident. We don't want another Delusio moment. Okay, and they'd be like, would you fucking trans lady? And then they'd just look at you. Be like, just hear me out. <laughs> all we're gonna, you think, <laughs> all we're gonna Aiden be able to, <laughs> Barksdale from Podunk, Tennessee, <laughs> rural town, is gonna come in with chaw in his mouth and say anything other than. The fuck you talking about? Like that is. I like to believe. I like to have more faith in people from Podunk, Utah, Arkansas, that they might be like, "Fuck, fuck it, fuck it, hell yeah!" I don't care if she's got a chooch or a blasted cigar. I'm putting shit in my mouth. That's the kind of guys I want to. Because we're a team that grinds, baby. We're grinders. We run out every. This. Hey, we're full circle because this is what Cleveland tweeted that was really annoying and cringe. They're like, we don't, we don't hit home runs. We ground out every bat. We run out every ball. We, we say yes, ma'am. We tip our weight staff. That's who we are, the Cleveland car. And we will go down on any trans chick we, we see in sight. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome, though. Like, uh, they're like um, – you know, player development, they step into, like, Randy Flores's like, office, be like, this guy, he's got, I would say he's got, like, a plus-plus uh, fastball, this guy, he's got a five-tool player, and Randy stops and is like, yeah, but, like, what do you fuck contra points? <laughs> I was like, like, I don't, fucking Dave Ramsey <laughs> take over his GM, like, will he fuck trans? <laughs> will he? This is going to be key to your marketing strategy. Will he fuck the trans? (laughs) (laughs) Fuck it up. Bumblebee, Optimus Prime, whatever trans, it does not matter. What we're uh, getting at is, is, uh, while laughing at this this scenario, is that um, this podcast is two-thirds trans rights and the other third is married. That's, uh, so, I'm sorry. The third is clergy. Yeah, the other <laughs> going back to his roots. Man. Oh man, that's a good bit. All right, we've covered covered why we hate every team in the postseason. Who do you think is going to win it? 
I think it's gonna be the Phillies now. I just think they got momentum. Real, I, dude, yeah. Well, you know me. My money's I always think, on the Jews, but uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking Cleveland might just, uh, you know, bring this one out. But we'll see. Uh, I I uh, I don't I don't know what Vegas Tom feels anymore. All I know is the Phillies have stolen the Devil Magic. They have become the Devil Magic this season. I think it's them. I think it's their year. I think, and they just have the great the one two punch that you need in the playoffs. It's just Brandon Marsh, <laughs> apparently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They always, oh, Christ. Whenever the Phillies are good, they always have a dude who's really tall and just has a massive fucking beard, a la Jason Worth and you know, the late 2000s. Like, I, uh, I really hate this postseason because we argued about Otani v. Judge for AL MVP, and the meme was, you know, what's more important, hitting or pitching? And the... Uh, top five offenses by WRC plus four of them have been eliminated. And the other one is currently down two one in the series against Cleveland. So, <laughs> so it's another reason why I just absolutely hate this postseason. <laughs> All right. Um, come on, close. Come on. We, we didn't, we didn't talk about our, uh, I don't want to pour it on you. <laughs> Not until um, the end. Yeah, until, I mean, Judge can hit 17 bombs by the end of this night and turn it over. <laughs> um, but we should talk about, like, we just said we were going to talk about what we got coming. I think we got yeah. excited about. We uh, have a project we're putting together for you guys. Um, like, um, we're not sure how to... F- I will say... Yeah. No, we don't have to tell everybody what it's about, but I'll give a preview. Like, I was very excited about it, and I was telling my wife about it. And mm-hmm. then she says, you think people would listen to that? That was her direct quote. <laughs> <laughs> you, think, right. you think people would be interested in listening to that? Let's save it. Uh, let's say, what was her tone? <laughs> um, About like that. Very just like non, just nonchalant, just... Oh, you think people would be interested in listening to that? That was the whole... Women, all they do is doubt these fucking broads, I swear to God. Anyway, yes, our project, as you were saying, Ryan. <laughs> yeah. I, I think people um, would listen to it. I think I would listen to it. I think that's, like, why I'm excited to do it. Yeah. Um, starting to work on it. Well, it's... um so just coming in here and shooting from the hip, you know, we're going to write a script mm-hmm. oh I thought we were coming up with a better version of the machine that's what I thought the project <laughs> I, I, I thought we were going to get like, like some VR goggles introduced I, yeah, this... I don't Josh did did Van Gogh look over the Mona Lisa or Van Gogh Christ did da, did you broke my brain, dude? Did Da Vinci look over the Mona Lisa and been like, you know what this needs? A hat. No, it was a masterpiece, and he let and he let it be. But if it was a fedora with safari flaps, wouldn't that look? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't think there's anything else we can do to mark. To keep in mind, this isn't ours. 
to Mark's machine <laughs> to improve. What about the only thing I could think of? Maybe a Camelback with like whiskey Coke in it. Yeah, Mountain Dew, anything. Yeah, that'd be good. Mountain Dew, whiskey Coke. Uh, it injects boner pills into your bloodstream. <laughs> Uh, no, folks, we are not trying to uh, improve or end your libido. Uh, we're gonna make like uh, you know, I guess like a docu series, but we're 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 gonna look at um, you know some some Cardinals teams and just analyze their season. This one is uh, um, first one we got is the nineteen eighty two season, which is good. Um, this Josh and I talked about this a little bit last week, but the audio file got corrupted, and so uh, we couldn't. And we thought this, since you're back, Ryan, this would be great for us to shoot the shit on what we've been discovering because, Ryan, uh, uh, what did I joke about last week about it? What you put in the notes? What was it, Josh? Uh, oh, he was. Were, be- were you making fun of my notes? Yeah, I was. Uh, I, you were being. <laughs> I was like, Ryan's being oh. cunty about Keith Hernandez. <laughs> Keith Hernandez hit 301, and then the following year hit 299. Way to go, Keith. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, Keith. I, uh, I, I looked up, uh, researched a lot about Whitey Herzog and, and Bowie Kuhn. So. And uh, Josh came out of nowhere. Who's... Wh- What's uh, what's your angle going to be on on this research? Sounds like Ryan and I got the players and managers and through lines. Well, what what's your contribution going to be, Josh? So uh, my contribution <laughs> is I'm going to be telling the players stories that haven't been told, and one such <laughs> is a uh, Mister Tito Landrum. Tito, uh, huh? Yep. I he saw- sounds like a Star Wars character. <laughs> <laughs> Darth Tito Landrum. It's, um, <laughs> yeah. He's a gun runner from Tatooine. Landru- Landrum Calrissian. <laughs> yeah, uh, Tito Tito Landrum's an interesting guy, and I don't want to spoil too much, but I will leave the fans with, uh, did you know that his father holds a state um, horseshoe throwing championship? <laughs> like, he's a... He's the best person from the state, and that state is our state, Missouri, because uh, he is from Joplin originally. Oh, shit. So, the great thing a, a, about the Tito Landrums is, and we were we were we were pondering, we were pontificating this, was that there's like a whole bunch of them on these eighty teams. What was the guy I found? Let me find him. Oh, that's a good fart. Um, who the there's fuck guy, was like, it? He was on drug, like you know, he was. Gene, Gene, was it Gene Roof? <laughs> It, it wasn't. Gene Roof. He no, Gene Roof. Like we made Fred fun. Fitzsimmons was on like heroin. Um, uh, yeah, I made fun of Gene Roof saying he looked like Daniel Stern. Um, who was the guy? It was. I think it was Glenn Brummer. Glenn Brummer. Uh, oh God, yes, it was him. Glenn Brummer looks looks like someone went fucking ham. Uh, like drunkenly made a player on on a on MLB the Show. Looks <laughs> like yeah. Yeah, because he he kind of looks. His like helmet Jake is from, way too small. <laughs> he definitely looks like Jake from uh, Major League, but with like fucking elf ears. <laughs> Ryan, a ton of these guys are just like regular organizational depth that come up and play a couple games and shit, and that's all they're good for. <laughs> this guy, this guy, and there's no like story to him. I just saw it. I'm like, the fuck is this? And I saw he hit one home run in 1984, and like. 
I look it up, and it was in a loss. It was 6-1 loss to the Cubs, but when I opened it up, it was like in the last innings, and he broke up a shutout. <laughs> I was like, oh, it was fucking funny to me. So It's just a bunch of guys like that. They just have, like, tiny well, little... Some of those guys that, like, we should do a where are they now, because I felt like they're all, like, car insurance salesmen. Like, and... Yeah, that's actually pretty good, because, like... Yeah, what are, what are these? What is Steve Braun up to or Orlando Sanchez? Dude, I, bet um, I could get Tito on the pod. We probably, yeah. If, if I tracked him down and I blackmail him with his political donations that I found. Oh, God, Ryan. This is going to turn into like a Finding Sugar Man. Like, you ever seen that documentary where they like try to find this guitarist that made like one album? Anyway, that's what we're going to turn into. Just like, oh, God. we're tracking down. All off-season. Let, let me see if I can find this. So, um, I need to pull up the... I know he said it, but I need to find this. Um, to add to... <laughs> to add to your, your your Keith Hernandez bit, right? Um, on the information you found on him. Um, Keith Hernandez threw a player under the bus in one of the funniest ways possible. And if I find it while here, this would be great. I don't think I am. I'm just going to have to tell you what he said. So there was a player on the team named Andy Rincon on the 82 team. And he got hurt early in the season. They asked people, you know, on the team, hey, what's this about? Um, He apparently didn't show up to spring training in shape. uh, Or, you know, he just kind of got hurt one or the other. But if you ask Keith Hernandez, it's because Rincon was fat and didn't take care of him. And he's telling this to Rick Hummel, by the way, who's publishing this. Dude, players and managers threw each other into the fucking maw so much back in the back in the day, dude. Keith is like, he showed up he showed up out of shape. He was fat. And that probably led to why he hurt his elbow. And then you're like, man, that's pretty hard words to say about a teammate, Keith. So I'm going to defend him. And Whitey Herzog pops in and was like, yeah, that's basically true. He was fucking fat, and that's why his elbow got hurt. I'm like, what? <laughs> we tested that his elbow. There weren't bones in there. It was just pure fat. It was, just fuck, it was fucking gelatinous mess of a man. I was, I fucking lost my shit. That cracked me up so bad. I gotta Let me see if I can find the exact quote, though, real quick, because I'm going to clip it and save it into the... <laughs> to the clippings, it killed me. I laughed so fucking hard at this bullshit. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, you know, folks, this is uh, you know that's what we're gonna plan on doing uh, over the off season. So yeah, 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 it's gonna be good shit. I feel like very good. Gonna be fun. Gonna be some good shit, baby girl. I. You guys see I that meme I sent? That, oh, or what God. about that video I sent you earlier with the? Uh... <laughs> The oil leak? Yeah, the the oil yeah. leak and then the music that was It's my life. I <laughs> it's now I or never was not I was not ready for that. Uh, that's uh, what I say is like this is probably how fucking Walmart fucked up my yeah. <laughs> my car. There's just a very just just imagine someone singing that Bon Jovi song with just the most Indian accent you can find. <laughs> Oh god, this that is awesome. terrible. I've been, oh, man, I've been doing the uh, uh, Indian guy voice at work a lot, 
Um, I know it's bad, folks. I don't care. The voices are funny. You gotta let me have that. <laughs> you gotta let me have it. I don't care. It's funny to me. That's all that matters. Um, Indian people come into work and they say something very similar every time they get a phone, which is they don't say gigabytes. They say, yes, I'm looking for the uh, iPhone uh, 14 Pro Max and 512 GBs. Do you happen to have it in 500, <laughs> 512 GBs, uh, gigabytes? Um, no, I can order it for you. Okay, then, okay. Is it unlocked? Can I uh, travel with it internationally? I'm like, uh, you have to pay it off. He's like, how much is a phone for 512 GBs? It's like $1,400. Like, ah, yes, very nice. And then they go. And it's very funny. But uh, I've been, I've been, I just been naughty. I cannot stop doing that voice because there's a lot of, there's, there's a lot of Indian. They're all successful. Folks, do not cancel me. There are a lot of Indian people come into the stores up here and they all say GBs and it makes me laugh like on the inside. Like, GBs, GBs. It's kind of like how, um, People down in Cape um, will say Sims card instead of Sim card or shrimps instead of shrimp. That makes me laugh a lot. I thought, honest to God, like, I, when I first heard people tell me people say that, I was like, oh, this is, they're making fun of black people. This is a black people thing is what people, nah. And podunk motherfuckers come in and they'll say the exact same thing. I'm like, oh, okay, it's just, um, I, it's just a rant. It's a bug. It is a virus that infects. It is a brain prion, and it just makes you say Sims instead of Sim card. Okay, I get what it is. So. I need my Sims card. I'd be great if it was an Indian guy. He's like, I need yes. 500, 512 GBs and a Sims card. <laughs> and then I'm going to go to Drunken Fish and get to me a shrimp's roll. Yes, very nice. <laughs> very nice, baby girl. Look at my sexy phone. Show me your pussy. Yes, yes. Anyway, I think that's as far as we can take the racism on this one before. Before we're eventually caught by the woke police, by by the by the same people who made the Little Mermaid black. Mm, no, not good. Tom, not good, I, folks. I think a certain voice has to come out. I think a certain voice. Twelve is the most woke number known to man. We must abolish the number twelve before it can be. <laughs> <laughs> Before it, convinces, before it convinces young men to cut the snooches off of themselves and turn them into cooches. No, I would definitely not fuck a trans woman. What do you think I am? A gay? Never. Oh, man. We haven't brought J J Jordan. Jordan. When you were saying 12, I was imagining Jordan Peterson as the Count from Sesame Street. <laughs> I want to suck your blood. Twelve. Uh, twelve. Ah, 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 ah. Twelve rules to living a balanced, strong life in a world of chaos. Now on sale in audio book for forty nine ninety nine. Forty nine ninety nine. Ah, 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 ah. It's going to be so cool when he dies one day. Um, <laughs> it'll be good. There's a lot of shitheads that will be uh, that'll be good. Um, like Matt Walsh, Jordan Peterson, shit like that. I'm going to have to search through my uh, Whitey Herzog files I have saved. I have to send that to you when I find it, though, Ryan, where Keith Hernandez is like, yeah, our pitcher showed up a fucking slob. And uh, this is and this is why this is why his career. He didn't play after 1982. This literally ended his career. And Keith Hernandez is over here, fucking coked out of his mind, 
fucking, you know, for, bullying this guy. Yeah, just shitting on him, which is a Keith Hernandez thing to do. This is the same guy. You remember Keith Hernandez did like the fucking gray, the beard commercial, remember? It was like just for men, what, get the gray out of your beard stuff. Like, I don't know. That's a great cat. It was very disappointing when he <laughs> came out as Super MAGA. Hey, Biscuit, you want to make an appearance? What do you have to say about Keith Hernandez, Biscuit? Oh, good kitty. We should revive the Seinfeld bit where, like, Keith Hernandez did the JFK thing, but now Keith Hernandez did 9-11. Oh, his... yeah, that'd be good. And, like, uh, finally, and we do that, and we get that in the lexicon, and then World Trade Center Pete has to come out because he has to be like, no, I did it. <laughs> I, had, he, I, can't, like, I can't let that mustachioed bastard steal my valor. I you know, it's you know, he's a copycat killer, is what Keith, Hernan- Keith Hernandez is. He's a copycat. <laughs> anyway, we did a bit uh, making fun of Keith Hernandez and shit like that that I'm sure you all would have loved. And but uh, again, Audacity just keeps shitting its pants every single time. Hey, but at least it didn't fuck up the whole episode, right, Josh? This is right. You know what I think is happening though here, Tom. I think Keith Hernandez has an investment in Audacity. And I think whenever I th- we I think he does too. Too many poor things about that America first fucking gentleman. An American patriot. Might yeah. I add. yeah. Audacity fucks us. That's yep. what I think is happening. That's I think a hundred percent what happens here. So we will only say nice things uh, about Keith Hernandez and our upcoming project. Um I don't. I mean, yeah. Uh, boys, who are we fucking tonight? Not Keith Hernandez. I say fuck not paying their players. That's what we. Yeah, doing. fuck. I say we fuck trans women, and I mean that in a. I mean fuck in the good way, right? That's what we're doing today. But yeah, fuck not paying your players, and uh, go out and fucking hang out with trans trans chicks and trans dudes if you're into that. If yeah. they've got a clam, go ham. Even if they don't, you know, fucking just commit. Just commit. Try something new in your life, all right? We know you fuckers you are all from friends. friends. That's also acceptable. Yeah, no, friendship. I'm, I've am i been trying to fuck both of you guys for a while. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, go out, go out, go out, go out, squish pissers. Uh, fuck not paying your players. <laughs>